0: This is Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success with Stefan Horst and Dave Antiel. Welcome to the Performance Delivered, Insider Secrets for Digital Marketing Success podcast, where we talk with marketing and agency executives and learn how they build successful businesses and their personal brand. I'm your host, Stefan Horst. The topic for today's episode is the potential of user-generated content in the influencer marketing space. Here to speak with me is Daniel Salcido, who is the founder and CEO at Boulder, the first content creators platform helping deliver high-quality creators' user-generated content to fashion brands globally via Shopify. Daniel is a content producer and serial entrepreneur passionate about the power of video and content creation. Daniel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Daniel, before we we start talking about today's topic, tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself. How did you get started in marketing and and how did you come about founding Boulder?
1: Sure. Um, I've been a content creator for the last 15, 20 years. Uh, I am a producer. That's what I love to do. I love the power of video. It's something that I'm passionate about. I've been producing different forms of video for Branded content for streaming platforms and also for social media, and lately, on the last few years, I've been kind of experimenting in different forms forms of video, and that's when I saw the opportunity of content creators, traditionally called uh, influencers, and I decided to that I could play uh, an interesting role in this in this specific market because I have the knowledge on the, on the video and the content creator side. And I also been working in a lot of entrepreneurial projects that are on the e-commerce space. So I kind of like mixing both of my expertises and have it in just one.
0: Now, why did you decide to focus on content creators and influencer marketing?
1: Well, I believe the content creators are the entrepreneurs of the future. I think today, content creators are definitely setting an example for something that they basically create a new job that didn't exist. I think that even founders of the social media platform never thought that this was going to happen. And today, I think content creators has a lot of power, even beyond the algorithm of the social media. And that's what what I'm passionate about. I'm passionate about empowering these content creators and giving them tools so they can use that content and, you know, put it in front of everyone else.
0: Now, your platform focuses on user generated content for fashion brands. Any Correct. particular reason why you decided to go after that area? Well, we
1: wanted to be very specific and wanted to be on a, a specific niche. So the fashion industry is a very interesting community for content creators. Why? Because fashion brands, typically, they need to renew content and they need to renew everything on a season basis because they don't have the same product over the year because they need to have a season, uh, a spring specific collection. They need to have a summer collection. They need to have a fall collection. So that means they they need to keep refreshing their content on their websites every quarter. So when we saw that, we saw this is a big opportunity. So we can put Content from content creators on e-commerce from fashion brands. And that's what we decided to focus on this part. Also, my previous startup was on the fashion space as well. We created a specific technology for the fashion industry. So for me, it was easy to tap into this market because I I kind of like knew the market from my previous startup as well.
0: Interesting. Now people call them content creators. Is that influencer marketing? Is that something completely different? What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, I think influencer marketing is what is how everything started. We call it influencer marketing because I think it's a marketing term that is easy for everybody to understand what these content creators are doing. What I really like about the terms of content creator is that empowers more the actual content creator who's producing the content and not necessarily the task and the expertise. Because at the end of the day, what I firmly believe is like, you know, Instagram, TikTok, and all these platforms are specific content platforms. They're not shopping platforms. So in the minute that you start thinking that Instagram or TikTok is something that you go because you're going to go and shop, then that's when you're making a mistake. And I think these content creators are really understanding that value today and they're going beyond the social media platform and understanding that they have a power that it goes beyond the distribution.
0: Interesting. In your experience, what's, what's the role of content creators in the marketing funnel today? I mean, you just talked about, you know, not mistaking Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, as kind of a, a shopping channels, right? Where you just sell stuff off. What's the content creator's role in the marketing funnel?
1: So let me actually elaborate more on that concept of the content platform. And I think that's going to answer this question that you were asking me. So I think when you go to a mall, right, you know that you're going to a mall because you have the intention to buy something, right? When you go to Instagram, when you go to TikTok, you're not going to a mall. You're going to a content platform. Basically, you're going to consume content, right? Right. So the problem is that initially, influencer marketing was trying to drive conversions. And people thought that they, because they were going to give some items or they're going to pay an influencer, that's going to immediately drive conversions to a brand you know, or sales to a brand. Uh, that's not necessarily the true all the time. What happened today is that if you're forcing a platform that is meant to be for content to be a shopping platform, it's very hard to really get conversions there. However, if you take that content from the influencer and put it in the right channel to drive conversion, which in my particular opinion is either the e-commerce platform of, of the brand or the social media platform of the brand, then you really can drive conversion. And that's why I believe firmly on the, on the idea of UGC, user-generated content.
0: Interesting. So just for me to kind of make sure I understand that correctly... So you are basically saying as, as as the content sits within those social platforms, that's not about driving sales. Once they're integrated with, with their bloodstream or into their bloodstream on their e-commerce platform or within their social media profiles, that's when it becomes more transactional focused.
1: Yes, yes. And that's why you see, you know, the race of all these different things like, you know, live shopping and all these type of things because it happens on the website, on, on the brand itself. Like imagine if you like a brand, let's say, I mean, give me a brand that you like. Burberry. Burberry, right? The, the first thing that you think if you want to buy something in Burberry, what is it? Go to their landing page, Burberry.com, right? Mm-hmm. If I go to Burberry.com and I see, let's say you like a specific shirt, right? And then be, below the shirt, you see all these different content creators experimenting with that specific shirt. This is how it looks to me. And then you can experiment to all these different things. So that has more potential for a brand to drive a conversion that instead of putting that content in the social media platform, in the social media channel of the of the influencer, what he needs to pay money in ads to the social media platform on top of that, relying on this algorithm that you don't have control of it. And then see if that is going to drive conversion. Because at the end of the day, if you go to Instagram and you see the page of an influencer, Instagram doesn't want you to leave Instagram. You want to stay in Instagram. So they're going to make it so difficult for you. So you can see, oh, this is over. Let me see to the website. You know, it's creating more challenges for you to really go and do ultimately what you want to do, which is, you know, buy something from this brand.
0: Mm -hmm. Is there is there specific content that does really well these
1: days? Well, video is is of course, I mean, incredibly work good. Like, you know, the race of the the rise of all these like reels and these TikTok videos and these super well edited and uh videos are are incredibly, incredibly successful today. Uh, that's what we mostly do in our platform today. Like we encourage the content creators to do more videos like that so we can use those videos or we can repurpose those videos and put it in front of their customers of the brands. I mean, as of today, we have a Shopify app who helped doing that. We also have different, you know, economics and things that we work with between the brand and the content creator to make that path really seamless.
0: Interesting. And that's, that's, that's one of the trends that you're currently seeing video is, is, is kind of the way to go.
1: Yeah. And it's been there for a while. I mean, uh, what we, what I'm really passionate about now is how you can experiment with different formats of videos. Mm-hmm. So when people go to the landing page of the brand, they can see different things from these content creators that it can potentially gain more attention and hopefully create drive more conversions.
0: Let's talk about that. What do you see in different type of videos? What is working? What is not working? What, what type of videos? Is it the length? Is it, is it kind of how, how products are displayed? Is it that there is a specific story to the video?
1: Well, I think it all, all depends. I mean, what, one thing that we do is we, we have two different metrics when we do matches between brands and content creators. So the number one, because we are in the fashion industry, is a style. The the style needs to be matched between both of them. I mean, if you're not, if the content creator doesn't match the style of the brand, then it doesn't matter if you are, uh, you know, Steven or any of the most successful directors of the world, you're never going to drive any conversion. It needs to match the style. And the second part is the values. If I am aligned with the values of this brand... And I'm also aligned in the style. Not only I'm going to be matching the style, I'm also going to be passionate about talking about this brand. And then you have both things really in sync so you can create the most powerful video. And at the end of the day, the technique almost doesn't matter. At the end of the day, it's just a matter of creating the right content for the brand. I mean, there's a, a as, as what I'm seeing today is like the less produced. And the more authentic the video is, the 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 better it works. That's that's what I would say is is the is most successful trend right now. It's not a it's, it's, not, it's not really about you know what camera I'm using because I, that's my background. I mean, I'm, I'm a video producer and and I shoot videos for brands, for streamer, from so many other people. And and I'm in I'm in shock how all these content creators today they go through a simple app and they edit these beautiful videos that actually works really well for the brands. And that's what I'm really passionate about, discovering all these ways where content creators have the power to do something that is as powerful as a Netflix series.
0: Mm -hmm. I think that what you just said, authenticity is, I mean, I believe one of the most important things, right? If if you don't like the product, if you are not the one that uses the product, you're just like, oh, you know, I can make a bug here. It will come through immediately. You know, I mean when 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 I'm when I'm going through reels on on Instagram, whatever, you can tell the people that really are using this or that are target audit versus the ones that, you know, can you try this, for example? You know. And and I have to say what I see a lot is people that really are passionate about it, they incorporate those products in their day to days. Like Women using a day cream, for example, it's like, oh, I'm here. I'm preparing my day, and you know, I'm I'm, I'm putting on this cream. It's really great. You know, it moist. Uh, it kind of provides moisture to my skin, etc. And you know, it kind of merges the day to day merges with kind of introducing the product, and that makes us, I believe, very successful. And we we have seen here at Symphonic Digital, we've seen other <laughs> other results. You know, we, we used to have a client in in the um, CBD environment. That got a guy from from one of the baseball clubs to to kind of showcase their products, but you could tell immediately that person had never used it. The production, although it was so bad, it was we could not use it because there would have been no way that we moved the needle with that video in any direction you know
1: yeah yeah so. no and 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 just going back to one example as well we 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 i recently. One of our content creators, uh, this girl, she's based in Miami, uh, Barbara. She actually mentioned something to me recently that I really enjoy. It's like, you know, when she approaches integration with brands, Mm -hmm. she approaches like her real life, right? Because she's sharing her real life on social media. So Mm -hmm. anything that will fit my real life, a product that will fit my real life, that will definitely i will collaborate with this product if it doesn't fit my real life then i won't do it you know because if yeah. let's say she's healthy and i don't know mcdonald's comes to her and say hey can can you sponsor she will say no because yeah. she was telling me that her her life is like a movie and my movie only fits certain type of products
0: so that kind of answers one of the questions that i had here written down which is you know how should content creators pitch themselves to be successful in being picked up by, by brands. Yeah,
1: absolutely. It's about authenticity. It's about understanding that your personal brand is as important as a collaboration. Like I seen a lot of trends now, especially the younger micro influencers and micro content creators. They're really picky about the brands that they want to work with. They don't necessarily want to do this for money Yes, compensation is important and that's something that we practice all the time. We try to avoid doing any gifting collaborations. But when it comes to a collaboration, it needs to be matched by styles and values. And that's what we learn in both sides that it works really well. And from a content creator perspective, if you were asking me, I mean really sit down and think about your personal values and see what you really believe in. And when mm-hmm. whatever you believe, then understand okay, what products fits this set of values that I have that I can share with the rest of the world. And people will believe that I really want to use this product because ultimately that's, that's what is going to help the brand and it's going to help you as well, because otherwise it's going to be like the example that you were saying, It's gonna looks so bad that people will say they, they lose credibility on the content creator and on the brand as well.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That makes, that makes a lot of sense. Now, you just talked about uh, remuneration. Let's talk about that. Um, how do brands usually remunerate content creators has there been a change there is it you know based on number of sales uh, based on size of contents you know number of content pieces can you can you talk about that a little bit daniel yeah i think if if you separate between UGC and non
1: UGC collaborators um, and I, what i mean by UGC is user generated content if you go to non user generated content meaning traditional ones I would say pay a lot of attention to more than percentage of conversion on on percentage of engagement rate instead of followers. That's why I I think I've seen now that brands are starting to get used to it more than that. Like, you know, it's not a matter of how many people are reaching is how many of those people are really watching my content Mm -hmm. because otherwise, you know, it doesn't matter that if I have a million followers, if I don't have enough engagement rate, Mm -hmm. then why am, you know, you're not reaching those million followers. You're only reaching a specific one that is very low. Yeah. So that that's something that I would start out very basic. And that's that I see brands really getting used to this thing. And then on the UGC side, which is the beauty of, of doing user-generated content, it's like you don't really care about the engagement rate. You don't really care about following. You really care about matching the style and the values of this content creator that is going to produce content just for you. And you need to have a sense of exclusivity. You need to know that this content creator is really going to do something great. It's almost like looking at the reel of a director or looking at the reel of an actor. Like, okay, I want to see this actor plays a really good scene on this movie. Then I need, I'm I'm also, I'm almost doing like a casting. It's not really something for metrics because if I have the right video content in front of my customer, that is going to drive, That that is what is going to drive uh, conversions, not necessarily how many followers or, or, uh, or engagement rate they have. And that brings a huge opportunity for a lot of people today that are not even content creators, because in order for you to build this amount of followers and engagement rate in, in any of the social media platform, it's really hard. It takes time. But in order for you to create the right video for a brand is something that you can do right now. You don't need the time. You don't need to waste so much time, you know, Waiting for the approval or anything from any of the social media platform is something that you. If you know that you can produce a good video with your phone, let's just do it and start pitching yourself to brands.
0: Yeah, so you don't have to wait to have all the followers that you know. When you when you see micro influencers or you know the bigger influencers, you can just, as you said, if you have an interesting story, if you represent a specific area that could be interesting to a brand, you can just go to your. Platform, for example, and then just sign up, and and, and you know.
1: Yes, see absolutely, what and I, and, I, and I tell you an example. Uh, the other day, we always see this receptionist in one of the. I have a co working space. That's where mm-hmm. I work, and in one of our co working spaces in the city, there's this receptionist that he has. She has so much style on the way that she dressed mm-hmm. that I've seen her like two or three times, and, I, and one day I approached her. I told her, "Listen, I'm doing this event for New York Fashion Week. I am not crazy." but I think you have the potential to be a UGC creator. And she was like, what is UGC? What is a creator? Whatever, she was not even in the industry. Yeah. And I told her, why don't you come to this event? It's very educational. I'm going to be speaking about what UGC is. And maybe you can come and just listen to the thing and let me know if this work for you or, or not. And she came and now she's interested and she's starting to do more. She's starting to practice. She's starting to use her phone and everything like that. Because I told her, you already have, a lot of the work already done it's just a matter of learning certain techniques and now you can become a content creator. I hope a lot of people today that are listening to this podcast and knows that they have that potential, they can l- really leverage that potential and start being a content creator without having to wait for any approval from the social media platforms.
0: Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Now, yeah. how do you measure success with content creators?
1: on the on the UGC specific size which is where we are focusing now is you measure success by the amount of people who look at the content that you're putting on the e-commerce platform. For example, mm-hmm. when we have the Shopify app that we integrate the content from the from the content creator in the e-commerce plan, that's what I always tell brands. You don't have to wait anymore to get the data from the solutions of uh, Instagram or or waiting to see the data. No, you have the data in your own dashboard. You will see how many people are clicking in this video, how many people are going to this page, and you can measure your own success internally in your e-commerce platform. That's mm-hmm. on the UGC side. If you're doing non-UGC, which is traditional influencer marketing, you still have to understand that influencer marketing is a top-of-the-funnel strategy. It's not a driving sales strategy because, again, Instagram is not a, is not a, a, sales platform. It's a content platform. So what you need to really measure there is, okay, how many more new visitors I'm bringing to my site? How many more new people are looking into my content? That's where you're looking at into the success of traditional influencer marketing, not by measuring sales. If you want to measure sales, go to another strategy. It's not influencer marketing your direct, uh, uh tactic in order to, to, to do that.
0: Yeah, when you think about companies that would benefit from user-generated content and companies that would benefit more from non-user-generated content, is it is it fair to say that obviously, in order to to make user-generated content work, you gotta have a certain amount of traffic to your e-commerce platform first, right? I mean, if you are a brand that starts out, right, and you want to gain awareness, so you, you want to get people to decide to discover your content uh, or your your products better. UGC might not be the right solution. It probably is better to go on a non-UGC site because you have people that that have followers, et cetera, and then they get exposed to the products. Now, if you already have people come through the site, so there's a volume there of site visitors, UGC is a solution that can probably amplify and and, and enhance the visit of people. Is that fair to say?
1: Yes, in part it is correct what you're saying. However, there's one thing too. We, we don't, we do never do a non UGC package at all. Like, because I, I firmly believe that UGC is useful for brands at any stage. However, what we do is more mixed packages when we still do some traditional, meaning that let's say we ask for a content creator to do 10 videos out of those 10. We put a certain amount of those videos are going to be posting on the social media uh, feed of that influencer to drive the traffic to the e-commerce platform. Mm-hmm. And then when they go to the e-commerce platform, they see the content creator again, but in another video format. Mm-hmm. So in that way, we're creating almost like a new cycle yeah. that, yeah. It, that, it, that, it, that it, it hasn't been before there. So mm-hmm. what I, I would in, in our particular case, and this is what we firmly believe, I think UGC is important at any stage. But, as you're saying at the early stages, if you don't have the traffic, you're right. I mean you cannot just do purely u g c because you don't have anything coming to anyone coming to your site unless you are doing some other strategies that are already top of the funnel that are driving that traffic to your site, and then yes, we can do purely u g c because you're doing just other strategies to bring si- uh visitors to your site
0: yeah yeah now before we before we come to an end, um Daniel. What can brands expect from content creators? What can they expect to get from them? You know, what do you see for your platform? You, you talked about obviously video, you know, different length of videos, different, different type of, of, of content within their video. Can you talk about that a little bit? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I
1: think if you are a brand today and you're engaging, in, you're engaging to do some uh, influencer or content creator work, I think you need to understand your content creator very well. Why? Because if you're relying on, first of all, you need to start the relationship from a from a point of trusting your content creator 100%. If you don't trust a content creator, then don't work with him or her. Because otherwise, it's going to be, if you start a relationship from that perspective of, oh, you know, you should do this. I think this works for me, whatever. I think you should be more like in a little humble and say, okay, these are the this is what I'm looking to do. These are my expectations. This is what I'm looking for. What can you do for your audience that works better? Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, that content creator, if they're posting on their social media platform, they know their audience at some, you know, in some way. They're being posting content a lot. And at that point, they know their audience. I mean, mm-hmm. that's what you need to trust, okay. that they know their audience. And if they know their audience, you should be more like, okay, in your for your audience, if I have this product, what do you think will work best? I will ask more questions instead of be on, on the thing that I want this, I want five reels, I want three photos. I want I, Every time I see a brand that comes with demanding things, that's the beginning of a bad relationship with a content creator, because they don't understand that the content creators at the end of the day, you want to give them trust. You want to give them the tools for them to create the magic that you need.
0: It's a little bit like when you hire an agency for your digital marketing, for example, right? You you would expect the agency to come and say, what would you suggest we should do in order to grow awareness, grow our sales? You rely on their expertise. Correct. To, to kind of guide you in the right direction. And it's probably exactly the same thing with content creators, right? Based on what you Absolutely. just said. It's like ex- Rely on their expertise, expertise. They've worked with other clients, they know who they are, what area they're kind of you know playing in, and, and let them come to you and say, Hey, you know what? I think for this we should do or I can do A, B, C, D, E. And then you start from a completely different point than going there and saying, I need this from you.
1: Yeah, and, and as you're saying, and you know, at the end of the day, the whole marketing industry is getting very specialized today. Like, you know, the, we're no longer in the ages of, oh, I want to hire my, my agency of the record to do everything. You know, today there's so many different niches and, and specialties. Mm-hmm. Like you could hire a specific agency who does, I don't know, marketing digital influencers for fashion industry, which is what we do, you know, for example. Mm-hmm. I mean, th- there's so many specialized people, specialized uh, agencies and people in the world that you must just be open and aware to dialogue and to co- have conversations with this. I think at the end of the day, the most important thing of a good relationship between a content creator and a brand is constant dialogue and feedback between them. You know, hey, this didn't work and being honest on both sides. I mean, sometimes you are experimenting, You, the content creator did something that didn't work out. Okay, so this is what happened. This is why, you know, and from a content creator perspective, yeah, I I tried this and it didn't work, but this is a solution I have. Why don't we try this instead? Mm -hmm. And maybe I'll give you a 50% discount because we you already spent this money, you know, and start creating all these different dialogues and compromises on both sides. And I think that's the best way you can have a healthy relationship between both sides.
0: Well, Daniel, thank you so much for joining me on the Performance of our podcast and sharing your knowledge on uh, user-generated content. Um, if people want to find out more about you, about Boulder, how can they get in touch?
1: Well, uh, personally, I am. My personal handle is at dsnewyorker in almost every social media platform. Uh, DS and then New Yorker, the word, all one word. I'm I'm like that in Instagram. I like that in Facebook, in Twitter. And then uh, as far as Boulder, you can find me at the-bolder.com. That's where the website is. And if you today are a content creator looking to to start uh, producing content for a fashion brand, come to us. And if you are a fashion brand today that still hasn't found success with influencer marketing, come and talk to us. I mean, we're happy to share all the experiences that we have today and learn learn from each other.
0: Sounds great. Well, thanks everyone for listening. If you like the Performance that podcast, please subscribe to us or leave us a review on iTunes or your favorite podcast application. If you want to find out more about Symphonic Digital, you can visit us at symphonicdigital.com or follow us on Twitter at symphonichq. Thanks again and see you next time. Performance Delivered is sponsored by Symphonic Digital.